0: I don't like listening to country music that's modern, but that dude right there is legit. That song flow I feel like I'm listening to some just really good
1: blues music right there. That's, you know? I can't classify that as country. Exactly. I mean, country is Johnny Cash and Merle, and the shit now is just shit. Yeah. And that's something like, yeah, that's that's more like, I heard like the, R&B, blues. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I
0: heard the dudes from, uh, what's that stupid band called? Oh, uh, Florida-Georgia line. I heard one or not both of them do ride moto. Oh, I really? think for sure one of them does, yeah. So. I, I if he's can't. listening, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Bye. I mean, I, I'm sure you're cool, but we're not into your music. I, I almost
1: guarantee you those guys don't like country either. Yeah. Because they don't sing country. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, for sure, for sure. What's up, people? Moto X Pod Show brought to you by Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas. MX Girl Designs. I spoke with Shar today about getting some graphics on the 96. Yep, yep. She's working on mine. Shock socks, um, The Professional Journey, York Welding and Fab. I'm your host, Muscle Mark. With me in studio, I've got the whole crew in here today, minus the the, the flunky trainee. Uh coming to you first, the man needs no introduction. He's a legend in internet radio world jamie dark side guida dark side what up man what's up guys happy to be here
1: excited about talking to our guest tonight
0: yeah Ready to talk some moto that's good deal good deal and of course our regular producer the only the only half-assed real producer we have
2: tj smith what up dude oh nothing man i sitting around watching the uh, loretta's all day online i can't get enough of it man kind of wish i was there but like I told my son, we, I'm going to have to earn my way there, or at least he has to earn his way, and I go with him. We're, yeah. not, going, we're not going as spectators.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, in, in the plus 30 class, we're all kind of screwed trying to go there because you're racing against <laughs> dudes that were borderline scoring points at one yeah. point. And...
2: Yeah. yeah. I watched uh, Paul Parabinos. He tucked his front end after pulling a hole shot. Did he really? Yeah. Uh, I missed man. that. He so yeah, caught, he keeper co- got third. Yeah, he got third. I didn't see what he got. Yeah, he got over 40. Br-
0: Brownie won the moto. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then, oh, that's right, that's right. It was it was early moto too. I did mm. see that. Oh, actually, I listened to it. They didn't play it like on um, what do you call it? Like what, on the what, television. Yeah. Right. But they, they, I listened to it. Mm. Yeah.
0: That's the only thing I know for that happened at Loretta's. So they minus plus fifty class. What's that gentleman's name? Keating. Yes, Tex- yeah. Michael Keating. Michael
2: Keating, yes.
0: Uh, third place against some pretty stacked dudes yep. on a 03 YZ 125, probably racing all 450s. Good on Texas you, man. Texas boy. Yeah, yeah, Texas boy. We're going to try to get him on yeah, as soon sure. as we can, as soon as he gets back from Tennessee, and speak with him about that. So, uh,
2: Speaking of uh, Texas guys, take a moment and, and recognize we lost a guy this weekend, this last yes. weekend, um, <clears throat> ter- Terry Cunningham. Terry Cunningham, yes. Yeah, unfortunately had a, an accident and um got out of control and went over a berm and then had some internal injuries and and
0: you know we all face terrible, this man. every time we get on the track it's uh it's just part of the deal you know and i i i, I my heart goes out to his family and That's his right. friends yeah for sure
1: so, it's uh, just hard to even contemplate yes
0: but anyways we got a good show yeah yeah we got. Uh, we're going to uh, the the two time two fifty national champion Jeremy Martin will grace us with his presence tonight. That'll be awesome to talk to J-Mart and uh, see how his stuff's going. Long time privateer Supercross motocross racer Eric Vallejo. Is that how you said it? Yep, yep. Vallejo. I'm it. looking forward to that we'll one. We'll be a, yeah, oh yeah. Like, I'm
2: actually looking forward to more to listening to that than J-Mart. because <laughs> <laughs> we get to hear from J-Mart. We well, we'll hear J-Mart a lot. Like, That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, So yeah. Was, uh, yeah.
0: Mr., also, uh, Mr. Jeff Brewer from All Sport Dynamic. You guys might. Uh, Remember hearing about both of those from uh, guys like Justin Barsha and uh,
1: who all wear, everybody Man, wears a that lot damn of guys brace. wear those braces now. I yeah, mean, I, I know John Short's wearing them, but there's NFL guys wearing the, his braces. I wear his brace. Um, oh, to, well, I,
0: God, that's all you had to say. <laughs> I wear it. I mean, you're good, right? Um, I probably need one. I'm not even going yeah, to lie to you. I probably need one.
1: I, I still wear it. You know, I broke my wrist and had it plated three or 10 years ago. Not I don't know, 07, something mm-hmm. like that, anyway. But um, yeah, I still, I just wear it all the time. It's just backup protection. Does it, does
0: it, does it, tell us about a little bit about what it does? Does it hinder any movement where you need to, to move? Not to me.
1: You know, you know how these top pros are. They're like, oh, you know, they, they, they notice every little thing. But to me, it doesn't bother me at all. Just like the neck brace, the very first time I wore it, it was a little bit weird. I don't even notice it anymore. Right, right. Yeah. You know, you can, the, the brace, I just have the off the shelf, which is the cheap mm. one. Um, and it has different stops, so you could, Adjust, you know change the stops out so your wrist will come back mm-hmm. farther or right less far tj was this the
0: same way when you quit racing quads and started riding dirt bikes did you was it weird i'm getting on two wheels for a while
2: um are we really i talking don't about understand this how that is relevant to what you're talking about it's not because this
1: is a motocross podcast not a gay podcast <laughs> Why oh are we talking about quads? We're
2: out here. We're out here offending people by the
0: dozen. So no, I, uh, that's what I we like do here, guys. Gay
1: people. I just don't like quad uh, riders. Okay.
2: You like gay people? All right. Let me know from let, our group message how let, much y'all two let, like let, each other. Let's,
1: let's move along.
0: Let's move along here. We we don't need to, just uh, <laughs> we don't need to have this conversation. Well, but, uh, yeah, we
1: actually need to probably make a phone call. Washugal
0: guys. Washugle. Let's try. Let's briefly discuss Washugal uh, Marvin Muske four motos in a row, and I he didn't. He handled Tomac. Handle me.
1: Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty surprising. When they got together, I thought, oh, man, Tom's going to go after him. going yeah. to walk off and leave him. And dude, no. Opposite.
0: Marv dropped a hammer, Yes, dude. he did. Well, they said he was getting into the 212s or something. Yeah. Like a lot of dudes like were – Like three running. seconds a
1: lot faster. It, oh, yeah. Man, that's crazy. Gnarly. Who
0: won the 250
1: class? Because I still have not watched him. Savachi. Savachi won it again. Went overall, yeah. Did he yeah, yeah. Um, AC had it. Yeah, he had like a he, – s- He was in – Third place, I think, in the second moto, and had the overall, maybe fourth place, and had the overall, and let uh, Le, not Le Crucio, um
2: I remember who by, but I didn't didn't Savachi win it? That he didn't go. He went like he a, went one to win it. Who That's how the, mixed up it was. And, wow,
1: who won the first moto? Uh, AC, yeah, AC we oh, went AC one four oh, wow. and lost. Went from first overall to fourth overall with getting by, by getting passed by one guy. Yeah. That's how crazy the points. Yeah, it, it was right? really mixed uh, up. The French guy, man. What's oh, uh... Ferrandis. Yeah, Dylan passed right. him yeah. on the last lap, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was the last yeah. lap.
0: Right. I believe I'd I mean, have put Ferrandis down if I were me. I think was just done. I think. Really? Yeah, AC think was, was spent. i have yeah. kicked him or something. He may not, oh, not. He
1: probably didn't realize that that one spot cost him mm. first to fourth. Yeah. Yeah. How often does that happen? That's true. It was gnarly. I mean, it was it was pretty wild. True that. I would pull for
0: AC. Well, anyways. Coming up with our first guest, he is the two-time 250 national champion, Geico Honda's Jeremy Martin. J-Mart, what's up, man? Hey, not too much, guys. What's going on? Just an- another day in Texas,
1: man. Yep. It's hot. Yeah. <laughs> Dealing with the humidity out here.
3: Yeah, it's brutal there. I spent a couple summers there, and i was I'll tell you what, I'm kind of glad I'm not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, are you up in
3: Minnesota? Yeah, I'm up in Minnesota right now, and – I tell you what, it's perfect in the morning, and it gets pretty humid um, at times throughout the day, you know. Um, but we have our good days, but, you know, we have our bad days, too. More sure. more often good than bad.
0: Right, right. And my brother was, was married to a girl from Minnesota. He spent some summers up there at, um, I forget what lake it is. It's But he says it got pretty humid during the summer up there, so it, uh, it's not like it's probably you're walking around at 65 degrees all day.
3: Yeah, no, it's good, so. Was he on Lake
0: Minnetonka? Which lake was that? I cannot remember which one. It may have been. Uh, I, she was I, – I really can't remember. I cannot <laughs> remember. So, I could have I could have told you if I hadn't started talking about this, but now I've got to make myself look stupid here. So
1: <laughs> I've never uh, been up that way, but i got to get up, up there to Millville and that area one of these days. Uh,
0: yeah, for sure. Well, I, I just want to go ride Millville. I'll yeah. Never, much less go there but. yeah we
1: have a big group of guys from this area that make the trip up that way from dallas area every year so maybe yep. next year we'll come up and check out your yeah. family's place yeah
0: absolutely
3: yeah no that'd be awesome
0: well jeremy tell us uh how's the summer going for you how you feeling and uh go a little bit talk a little bit about that
3: yeah so the summer's going all right it's um it's been i've had some ups and i've had some downs you know um definitely you know obviously last year i wasn't feeling very good i was pretty sick so um i struggled just basically i knew i wasn't 100 percent. so you know it was one thing to kind of not get on the box and stuff like that and then this year you know you're healthy and uh new team and stuff like that and i've been i've had some i've had some good results but i've also had some bad results so uh a little bummed um you know i got a i got a major gift last weekend i mean I'd be third in the points right now if it wasn't for my brother. Unfortunately, he got hurt on a on a Tuesday practicing during the week before Washougal. So, oh, yeah. um, that's a Bummer. Yeah, so I was able to inherit second, um, but you know, it's not a way to it's not a good way to take it over. You know, for right,
1: sure. Right. Right. You know, you you said you know you've had your ups and downs, but that's pretty common. Almost everybody has. Unfortunately, for you, other than. Osborne like even when it looks like something could go wrong for him like with the bike overheating last week it still works out in his favor it's just he's just in that it's just that lucky spot this year where it seems like no everything's going right and that's difficult to compete with that
3: yeah no like I've been there before like even like in 14 or 15 when I won my outdoor championship it's like you know you couldn't do anything wrong And it was just like everything went together perfect. And you're like, man, wow, that was awesome. I can't believe that happened, you know? (laughs)
4: Yeah.
3: And it's kind of been been one of those years this year that anything that could go wrong has gone wrong. So it's just kind of been a grind, you know? You're just fighting through it. And, And the results have been pretty solid, but obviously, you know, I've won before, so... I'm not, you know, unless I'm not someone, and I'm not too happy, you know.
0: Sure, for sure. Now, how uh, switching to Honda this year was that a difficult transition? I mean, we know the Honda and the Yamaha are two completely different bikes.
3: Yeah, it was pretty, It's been pretty hard, you know. I mean, you're looking at. I rode that Yamaha from I was 2012 as an amateur, is when I switched over, and then you know I was with those guys from from 2012 until the end of 2016. And I kind of, I knew the, I knew the bike really well cause I had so many years on it. And I knew the, I knew the, how the team worked and I kind of knew how, how to ask for things and stuff like that. So sure. when I switched over to, over to Geico, you know, I, not only did I have to learn the bike, but I had to learn the team and we had to learn each other and, you know, kind of, and sometimes the, you know, like when things are going good during the off season, you don't really, you get to learn someone, but until you go racing, then that's kind of when you really get to learn someone, you know? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess you have, it works under pressure and yeah. What, but I mean, honestly, I think, you know, outdoors, you still, you're having a a good season. You're you're second in points. uh, You know, nobody can really be too down on you. And I know you guys are hard on yourselves, but, it looks good for your first year on honda in my opinion um you know who knows what's going to happen i I think next year it's gonna be a lot different yeah no
3: i'm really excited i mean i got a chance
1: um to ride the new 450
3: at daytona so for me like i, I already know what the bike's gonna kind of be like for next year i mean it's basically the 250 is pretty close to the same thing as far as like chassis and all that stuff so I'm really looking forward to it, and um, the bike should be the bike should be faster, and it should just handle better. Everything about the new Honda 250, um, from what I've heard, is better.
0: Yeah, I think just just dropped this week, I guess, the announcement yeah. about it. Hey, jumping back to uh, kind of getting to know the team a little bit, you're we're about three quarters of the way done with this season. Have you kind of figured out Mike Larocco by just how he looks at you, like what's <laughs> what he's thinking, what what's going on? Does he just give you like a certain uh scary look (laughs) look, a glare something like that
3: no i would i just say the rock's the rock like what you see is (laughs) is what you get you know i um he's a really cool guy hard worker and i really enjoyed um working alongside of him but you know it's um i just we just call him the rock you know Not, not much you know like it's just he's got a stone cold face you don't know what he's thinking or you don't know what's going on
0: (laughs) dude he had i was at the 94 dallas supercross standing in line getting his autograph he had that same look on his face (laughs) this was 20 plus years ago and he just oh hey Mike LaRocco, i'm a huge fan he's like huh (laughs) and just say move along kid you know yeah yeah Yeah,
3: you know hey at least you know sometimes people change over the years but you know, one thing hasn't, one thing we know for sure hasn't changed with Rock, and that's the facial expression.
1: Yeah, it sounds like once you get, just from listening to Mathis, that once you get to know him, though, that he actually can be a pretty funny guy. It's just hard to believe for us on the outside.
3: Yeah, no, Rock, he's actually really genuine. Like, he's a really nice guy. And he's actually, you know, he's been in it for so long in the sport that he actually has a lot of, a lot of good, you know, words or words of wisdom. Sure, sure. And he's just once you've cracked the shell and stuff like that, he's, he's really open. He's kind of an open book.
0: Right. That's awesome. That's all. Now, Jeremy, two um, fifties uh, again next year, four fifties. Do we know yet?
3: No, not, I mean, I uh, the, the the deal is to go for 50. I mean, that's the, that's the plan as of right now. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really know. I, I'm just trying to finish out the season and do the best that I can do. And we've got three more rounds left and, try to get as many wins as we can and we'll see what happens
1: right um with your training you know you you left uh johnny o uh what a year ago last se- i think last season was a year your, or two ago wasn't yeah it? a couple years ago what's different in your training now i mean i know he was a massive cyclist and you know it kind of sounds like that burnt you out a little bit going into last year what do you do differently now um i
3: think that everything like is maybe a little bit more, like, I look at the overall picture of things, like, I was really fit on the dirt bike and really fit cycling, but I kind of struggled in the gym a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you need to be pretty strong, and you don't need to be, like, buff or ripped, but, like, we're, we're all going to crash eventually. We're all going to take a hit. But you can keep the body, t- you know, like, strong but toned. Um, you have a better chance of walking away, and the bike is heavy, so you got to have a decent amount of strength. Um, but I'd say the biggest difference is I go to I I do gym stuff, and then I probably my diet my diet's a lot cleaner than what it used to be.
0: No more uh, no more nachos at the gas station, things like that. No, I'm
3: kidding. <laughs> yeah, no no more uh, no more
0: ice cream and oh, and uh, pizza, and you know I got I got to limit
5: those days, you know.
4: Ugh.
0: No, I, I understand. Well, I'm yeah, I late, later thirties now. I don't care anymore. I eat uh, ice cream whenever. ate <laughs> pizza right before we started the show, and it was good,
1: man. I went to bed last night eating Oreos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, uh, we're, we're not we're not trying to make you jealous yeah, right now or anything. I'll stay an amateur. I'm yeah, fine. I'm good with that. <clears> but all <clears> right, <throat> right, so hey, you know you uh, were amazing at Daytona on the 450. Yeah, I mean that was. You know, not being disrespectful, that was that was a little bit surprising that I was you got second.
0: Jumping up and down yes. at the TV, that was awesome.
1: Um, did you feel that much better on the 450, or do you? I mean, was there something that made you feel more comfortable, or do you think it was just getting that third gear start? What What was it about that night? 200 CCs. <laughs> well, yeah.
3: Um, I mean, I don't really. I mean, to be honest, I was just comfortable, like. I was really comfortable on that bike, and, and the thing was, like, it was, it, dude, the thing's unreal. Like, I loved everything about the bike, and I was able to do some things that, you know, I, I've been kind of, I've been wanting to do. Um, And then, like, I mean, I was pretty nervous. I mean, I didn't know where it was going to stack up. I was like, man, I hope I can be top 10 in qualifying, Right. and I qualified to the fastest. And I was like, man, I just hope I can make the night show, you know, like with how my years. been. I hope I mean, I not the night show, but the name, you know, right, right. Yeah. I'd so say, I was happy I, about that. You I'd I you and like the I, like, and I Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was like, then I got it in the main. And I'm like, dude, I was like, job done. We're good to go. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. that. I mean, so. that, that was an awesome night. And yeah, we were very excited. I mean, I'm a Honda guy. Mark's in here. He, he's a Honda guy. So, yeah. you know, and, and then just because we're massive pulp fans, you know, we're big fans of you and your brother and filthy, of course, you know, so it it was really, really mm-hmm. awesome to see you do so well. That kind of leads me into my next question. Immix of Nations is really up in the air right now with Baggett being hurt, Tomac saying he's not going to do it. You know, if the option comes up and they ask you to ride a 450, would you?
3: I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, they'd have to they'd have to come talk to me or consult me about that. I mean, that's something that would have to be, you know, talked to before I do it. Um, I mean, I would like... I mean, obviously, the Disney Nations is a special event. And, like, any time you can do that, that's great. Um, but I understand why some of the guys don't do it. Like,
4: right. you
3: know, I like the 450 guys. Because 17 rounds, the Supercross, and then 12 rounds outdoors. And then... You know everything, even our off weekends revolve around training. So sure. it's like you never, you don't really have a life, you know.
1: Right. Yeah. And then I guess after the season ends, it's about five weeks after the season. Yeah, it's so almost you, you really still this have year. to keep training. So yeah, we we definitely understand how difficult it is, and like Mathis was saying last night that he almost wishes this year they wouldn't send this. We we just don't send a team to prove a point. Hey, this is not really good for our sport where you're scheduling this, but. I was still concerned, you know, they've talked about it on that show, about you doing it, just, and, you know, we're limited on who we have, and honestly, to me, like, the best team would be you and your brother and Zach, you know? That, yeah, I, I, I think, think that, that would be a fantastic team. I think that would be a killer team.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I would like to do it. I mean, it's, it's a, like I said, it's a unique event, but I'd, like, I'd do it under the right, for the, obviously, for the right reasons, and that's I've never won it, right? So, if I could do that that would just be would tr- be a huge honor you know I mean I've always I've been right there you know so sure. I have a little chip on my shoulder and I would <laughs> love to be able to um to bring it home for the for the home you know for the home USA
0: team you know yeah we need it yeah definitely we need all the help we can get this year I'm tired of tired of losing I'm sure everybody else is too and, and it's not like everybody doesn't go and put their heart it just has not worked out for whatever reason and I feel like especially the last years that we've had the better team it just hasn't happened but you know and I don't blame uh, a, a lot of you guys for not wanting to do that after the grinding. Cause y'all put in so much. No, I don't think they're just a regular fan understands how much work goes into doing what you guys do. I think they think you just show up. You're really good on a dirt bike. So they're going to pay you to do it. It's it's nothing like that. It's more work than it is anything else. Correct. Yeah,
3: no, I think it's definitely like, um, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. And I think a lot of the people realize that. Um, but, you know, maybe I think there's some people out there that really don't understand how much goes into it, you know, um, and a lot of the sacrifices that you do make to feel good for Saturday, you know, like especially in the summer months, you know, and, and stuff like that when the weather's beautiful outside, and you want to go out and go out on the boat and stuff like that. But after a long day of training, you know, you got to just sit on the couch and kind of recover and be good for the next day
1: right definitely definitely yeah like the easiest day of the week for you is probably saturday race day
3: yeah yeah
1: um so all right i've got just kind of off the wall question you know you guys get pretty decent bonuses when you win a race is there something in particular you would buy if you with your next win bonus do you have something you're looking at
3: uh no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy anything. Like if I get a win bonus or whatever, it's going straight to the bank. Account. Smart man. Um, Smart man. But if I if I want a if I want a championship or something like that, I'd probably you know I I'd, I'd buy a nice little sports car. I think
4: it's, it's been
3: on my deal for a, for a while. But uh, yeah, I, I those go to the bank account. <laughs> so
0: Jeremy, what kind what kind of sports car would you have your eye on then?
3: Well, like, I've I've always wanted one for a long time, so ever since um, probably 2014, I've probably wa- I wanted an Audi R8. Oh, nice. There you go. Do you you really- got good-tasting cars. <laughs> you know
1: how mad, filthy would be just that you would blow that kind of money? <laughs> yeah, he'd be
3: pretty pissed, wouldn't he? Well, I mean, he he's just says that's so un-American. Like, why not get a Corvette? Like, okay. they're way cooler, but... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. That's that's Phil's opinion, and my mine's uh mine's in the Audi. Yeah, yeah I'm going with the Audi myself.
0: Yeah, I saw one Audi. of those
1: when I was out in SoCal about a month ago, and mm-hmm. I was just like almost had an accident turning my head. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah they are sick. awesome.
0: They're
1: sick. Right on. Well, are you you and filthy need to make up for us fans, man. It's killing us.
0: No, don't. It's entertaining. <laughs> I want
1: to keep hearing it. I can't, it is kind of funny, yeah. I guess, but. <laughs>
3: No, no, I get people that come up to me at the track and say stuff, you know, and I'm like, yeah, it's just on him. He just got to be the bigger man. <laughs> yeah,
0: he he is he is a grumpy individual, but I, I think it's hilarious listening to listening to that. So I hope he
1: stays grumpy. <laughs> so, w- what's more important to you, beating your brother or winning a race? I mean, obviously, if you win the race, you beat your brother, but
3: yeah.
0: But
1: of- does it? I mean, is beating your brother like one of the top priority priorities on the day?
3: No, no, oh. nah, no not at all. You know, like the, the top priority on the day is honestly to get to win and, and get the overall. So, and if I do that, then I have Alex covered and there's sure. nothing to worry about there. Just <laughs> like one, one takes care of the other.
1: Yeah, I just, I know like when, when me and my buddies, like Mark's in here, we're out of the track, you know, we all, we want to beat each other. That's really, to me, that's the most important thing is I got to beat my buddy. Yeah, no,
3: like, when when he sees me and when I see him, we definitely race each other harder, I sure. think, than other people, you know. So, um, you know, if I beat him, I'm, I'm talking shit, and if he beats <laughs> me, he's talking shit. So Absolutely. I think that's where the extra, you know, the extra drive is, you know, to beat each other.
0: Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Hey, Jeremy, we know you're a busy guy, so we won't keep you any longer. I'm sure you you probably need to get to whatever else fun you have to do other than talk to us idiots. But, (laughs) hey, man, thank you so much for coming on and giving us a little bit of your time. We appreciate
1: it.
3: Yeah, no, it was good to be on the show, and and thanks for for having me
1: on. Absolutely, Jeremy. Thank you so much, man. Enjoy your week off, Jeremy. All right, see you guys. Thanks.
0: See you later jeremy martin ladies and gentlemen now it's commercial time listen to our commercials buy some shit from our people
1: yes please do
5: hey kylie does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts no way kathy he uses shock socks the original and number one 10 second removable fork seal protector looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork seals so, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork seals, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too.
6: In business since 1989, Broadway Power Sports and Tyler strives to provide a superior product with superior service. From motorcycles to watercraft, their full parts and service department, they can get you taken care of with great brands like Can-Am, Polaris, Yamaha, Suzuki, Sea-Doo, and Victory. And don't forget they have firearms too. Broadway Power Sports is your one-stop recreation shop. Broadway Power Sports can match any online price. They can have most orders by the next day. For no extra charge. With a friendly staff that offers a personal touch with a smile, how could you go wrong? Call 595 or click BroadwayPowersports.com and save. That's 903 595 and tell them Moto XBOD sent you
0: all right guys welcome back again big shout out broadway power sports tyler texas mx girl designs shock socks york welding and fab the professional journey racing coming up next long time privateer supercross motocross now turned banker extraordinaire eric vallejo eric
5: what's up man what's going on guys thanks for the invite man it's nice to be back in the uh motocross uh scene for a little bit so definitely oh, happy to be here
0: oh man we love giving the, the giving the guys that have moved on love and bringing them back and you know just uh talking a little bit about what you got going on now with your life man
5: yeah, i think it's awesome uh-huh. so i said motocross as a hobby i actually um last year i finished second place in the um, 450 class uh mexican national championship
4: oh wow and
5: um so it's pretty cool, you know. Just I get to fly down there and just uh, go for the weekend practice Saturday, or qualify Saturday, and then race on Sunday. Um, and then this year, um, I started. Uh, we did it again, same team. But this year, I tore my ligaments and I was out for a couple of races. But uh, but it's been fun, you know. Just I've definitely been enjoying racing now. Um, you know, no pressure of really uh, making a living out of it, and uh, it's been so much fun. I. I can uh, I've I've been really been able to enjoy it a lot a lot more for sure.
2: Hey Eric, this is TJ. Um so are you going down there with like Yurik Recla and his brother are 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 they going down there with you or is that just they just both happen to be going down there?
5: Uh so no like uh this is you know I guess it just happened to to, to be that that way but okay. uh but, but yeah no like uh the team that I ride for is is actually a team was built uh just from an old friend uh uh a motor, a motor a racing promoter he kind of just kind of back came back into the scene called me up see what i was doing and i went back and one weekend i won the race at his hometown and he's like let's do the rest of the championship and i'm like uh, let, me, let me see if i can get some time off and yeah. it all kind of worked out and here, you Here we are.
1: That's awesome. Cause I think I, I got a hold of you about a year ago, maybe a little over, just to see what you're up to. and I was trying to get us to meet up at Village, and you weren't really riding in at all, I don't think.
5: Yeah, exactly. So, I don't ride at all. I don't have a motorcycle to train on or anything. I do keep in shape. I do, like, marathons. I love running, so I do marathons, cycling, and gym and stuff like that. And so, I basically just go Saturdays, I, you know, I fly there on the weekends, Saturdays, I. Practice, qualify, and then race on Sundays, and I just kind of rely on the, you know, uh, all my experience of racing as a, you know, all those years of racing, and it just kind of all comes back. You know, it's like, you know, once you learn something good, it gets you never forget it. But
4: uh, right, other,
5: other, other than the blisters coming out and I can't grab on for, you know, after the 15 minutes and the bleeding on my hands and all that, but you know, it's it's still fun for sure.
0: Now, any plans to uh, to to get another bike, Keep it here stateside and do
5: some local stuff, maybe. You know, uh, that's what I like to do. Um, I think I'm going to go out of uh, you know, even as the the, the championship down there is kind of it's kind of hard between work and you know, especially with it with the time off, it's hard to you know, prog- you know, schedule everything.
4: Yeah, and so uh,
5: that's what I just I really love. Well riding I keep, that's something I mean I can't tell you guys that but uh but yeah, you know, it, it's hard to get away from it and probably just local stuff and more than anything I just I just love doing long motos. That's why I do marathons. I just like long endurance stuff and uh so uh definitely just get a bike and practice locally. There's some really cool tracks here in Texas. Yes. And uh so definitely uh just ride, you know, for the for the rest of my life or until I can until my body
1: lets me do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we—it'd be really cool to get you out at uh, like you know. There's a Moto Master Series right now that's it. going on. It's a vet deal that that I've been running for the last couple of years, and it's a lot of fun. And you know, Don Bichellia, Matt's Matt Bichellia's dad, runs it. And um, There'll be some fast dude show. Yeah, up we need
2: deals. somebody to show up to beat Don, Is what we are yeah, right. saying. That's what we need. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. Um, you know, one of the cool things I like to do is I like to go back to Loretta's. I don't know why. I did it as an amateur two years and both years. Uh, one, one year I knocked myself out cold and the other one I broke my shoulder. I like to go back and just kind of see what I can do even in the vet class or whatever. You know, I'm a, I'm a vet guy now. I'm 38, so definitely I like to go back and just see what I could do out there It'd be nice.
1: Yeah, I, um, we're going to go to Buffalo Creek this weekend, I think, which is where I met you back in uh geez that was early 07 i believe because i actually and that's a
5: that's a cool track
1: yeah yeah it's a little different he kind of took the little arena cross section thing out and but and he's changed the direction but it's still a lot of fun russell does a good job and uh as a matter of fact i'm still running that pro circuit exhaust i got from you and that triple clamp Still on, nice. yep. <laughs> still on the same bike. Still on the same bike, yeah. I'll
0: tell you what, Eric, I rode that. It's an 06 Honda 450. I rode that thing a few weeks ago, and, it, dude, they, they're still good. Like, I think they did it, did that bike right.
5: You know, that's funny you say that because I, I think about that, too, though, that Honda, that 06 Honda. Um, it just handled right, and then I remember all I did, all I remember doing for that, I would just cut the subframe, like, I remember, like five, six millimeters. And it sat, like, perfect for me. I love that bike. It was a really good, really, really good bike for sure.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Well, we'd definitely like to get you to come out and maybe throw some laps in, just play, play riding because there's no way we could go as fast as you. But it sure would be nice to get together sometime. And maybe we can get you out to Johnsonville or something. I don't think you've ever been out there.
4: Yeah, you
5: no. Know, like, I've only been to – I know I've heard about these really good tracks. Um, I've only been to some – uh obviously do they still have that one track in um hoffman what is that called oh, uh, kind of underground
0: yes they do
4: yep
5: d- they do see that was cool i like village it's just a long track i like that one um and then i think there was there was one up in for well, the oak hill track that one's still i think that's still open isn't it
0: yeah oh, yeah yeah it's still there yeah but i tell you then, go ahead bud sorry
5: no, I was going to say that a friend of mine took me to this other track. It was super nice, and it was towards Denton, but I don't remember the name of it or anything, and that was a really cool track there. It was, like, red, loamy dirt, and man, it was, it, was a, it was a cool track for sure.
4: Yeah, that's
0: good stuff. Now, for, for those that don't know, to, to what uh, post-race life, what what is your, what what career path have you chosen? What are you doing now?
5: So now, okay, so after I after – racing, you know, for all those years. I went into into the financial industry, banking. Um, obviously, I like money. <laughs> 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 and so, I uh, just, you know, it, numbers are, are, you know, e- easy, a little bit easy for me, and it, it just, it, it kind of, I got into it really good, and so I get better and better, and, and, uh, and I was in banking for about almost six years, and then now, I got a uh, an offer to like a new opportunity for a job and it's, uh, I work at, it's called John Don. And this, uh, our company, we sell, um, for, uh, disaster restoration. Um, we sell the equipment to, you know, for all disaster restoration, like dehumidifiers, uh, water extractors, uh, concrete grinders, and just heavy equipment. Um, and so I'm the, uh, service writer in the uh, repair department. Uh I'm in charge of the tax, inventory and schedules and stuff like that. And it's a totally new industry from you know, from the banking. Yeah. It was a great op- it was a great opportunity and so that's where I'm at now. And uh I'm not sure if I really really like it yet, but you know, <laughs> I've only been there for a year and uh still trying to get the, the hang of things. But the the one reason I got into it is because it's working with motors. Um, uh, you know, I get to ranch a little bit here and there, but uh but still kind of in that type of, uh, that's what kind of got me the opportunity to grow with the company. The company's growing very fast, and so there's a lot of opportunity there. And uh, But that's what I do now. Like I said, it's uh, cool. I, I, I'm John Don, so definitely been there for a year and we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh-huh.
1: So, hey, you know, going back in, in history, um, you were born in Mexico and you raced in Mexico as a youth, and then you moved to Texas. Did you move to Texas because of motocross, or was that just something your family did, and then you started racing in Texas?
5: So, yeah, so so I'm born and raised in Mexico. I'm 100% Mexican, about as Mexican as you can get. (laughs) (laughs) And
4: then
5: then, um, we traveled a lot to Texas, uh, so we used to do a lot. My parents, uh, you know, uh,
4: bless their heart, and God bless
5: them, too. They helped me. They were super supportive of my racing career. And they used to bring a lot to the Texas series back then. I don't know if you guys remember that. Oh yeah,
4: uh, oh,
5: yeah. Okay. So, you know, all my amateur career was the Texas series, all of it. And then Fonka City, uh, Las Vegas, uh, I remember what the, the Las Vegas National was called up there. That was World Minis. wasn't it? Oh, well, yep. Oh, there you go, the World Mini. And so, but yeah, Texas was my amateur career. And um, I did a couple of elementary school years here. Um and like two or three years of elementary, and then, you know, my my dad, my parents had a business back there, so it was hard for us to stay up here. Right. Um, and uh, but for racing, my dad would send me up here, and I would stay with with some relatives up here and stuff like that. But mainly, is my parents just driving up and down to Texas, and you know, doing that those those Texas series, and that's where we got my amateur career we going. And wow. Um, so it was it was it was a lot of work, My parents a lot of driving, but you know, they made it work and uh do you guys remember the Lake Whitney track? Man, that, oh, that yeah. track was that was bad. That was that was the cool stuff there.
4: Yes it was. Um
5: but definitely got to, I grew up racing, you know, back in Texas series and Lake Whitney and all that. So I remember like Window with Robbie Raynard, um, <laughs> Ricky Carmichael, uh Black Sellers. Yeah, there's a lot of fast guys. I mean, I grew up racing, and uh, so
1: definitely, with some fun time. Yeah, you you raced Bogart a lot too, right? And Charlie
5: Bogart, man, we were like uh, nemesis. He was like, you <laughs> know, it was just like, a, it was like a, every weekend, every single weekend. It was me and him, like it was like a showdown, and it was, you know, we got we would bump into each other and get in our faces, and man, it was. <laughs> yeah, and you know, like uh, I want to say, you know. Maybe I haven't seen him for about a year or so, but you know we talk to each other here every now and then, and we laugh at you know we and and you know we talk about it and, and we laugh about it, but you know he would always say like man it was like I know every weekend, uh, you know the first person I would look for was you and you yeah. were there and, uh, and I said I was the same thing like it was like my dad was like wanting for me to go race you every weekend yeah <laughs> yeah we and had... he said his dad was the same way so yeah it was definitely some fun times uh you know um, it was. And, and Charlie was a great racer. I think I think then he win or would get got a podium on the Atlanta Supercross one second. time or something yeah, like that. Second yeah, place. That second
1: place. That was his debut, I think. Yep. Wasn't it? Yeah, his first his first Supercross ever. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, he was like the he was the next big gun at Suzuki, I think. And then I don't know, if he kind of fell off the face of there at Atlanta, but he was he was man. He was a really great rider, and uh, you know, I'm not sure how his career went in different paths, but definitely, definitely, um, you know. I grew up racing that guy every single weekend, man. So right. It was some, some fun riding
4: for
1: sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember when I first moved to Texas uh, early '91, going to the tracks and seeing you, a little, you know, or seeing him. And that era was just amazing. It just was. so many fast guys in Texas. And, man, it was like being just a slow amateur beginner rider, I was just blown away with what everybody could you do. You could show
0: up at Swan in those days to one of those races and you would not be able to get anywhere. It'd be so crowded. It's a little different now. It's kind of sad to see where the racing scene is gone. But uh man, those were the days.
5: Yeah, you you know, that's what I think about that too. Like um back back in those days, like every single class was like super stacked. I mean, yep. practice was it was just crazy like it was you know it was so many people so many riders and in every single class i remember even low 50s it was like i don't know 100
1: low 50s out there yeah yeah it it was a good time in the sport for sure hey do you have a highlight of your career like i I know you finished fourth in, in atlanta in 2004 on the 125 but is that your is that your highlight or do you have like another moment that was more meaningful
5: I want to say on the 125 class, my highlight was uh, I got fourth at Atlanta. I got a fourth in Houston. And then, so 125's fourth place was my best finish for sure. And then uh, on the 250s, my best place was an eighth place in in Las Vegas Supercross. um, The last race of the year. That was pretty cool because, like, I came back from, I don't know, man, almost like, I want to say 18th. Oh, wow. I was passing people in the woods and I was like, man, right. this is, everyone was trying to skim through them, you know, and I grew up racing hard, con- you know, hard pack, almost concrete down in Mexico. It was like pretty hard pack uh, dirt. Yeah. So, you know, I would, I would just jump into the woods. I would like literally I was doing three, four, threes, like and everyone was trying to skim and get out of shape. And I was just constantly every lap. And that's what I would pass people in. Yeah, I remember back then, uh, Bobby Reagan from Star Racing, who like, he goes, I have no idea
4: how you did that. Uh, it, it
5: was, you were the slowest, fastest guy through the world, and somehow you came it up worked, huh? Like, yeah, so it was definitely uh, that was one of the, the highlights there because I did. I'm a 450 class. I did eight, so 250, 450 classes. Best was eight
1: for sure. Did Did any of the factory teams ever come looking and trying to offer you any deals? I know you were you rode for Pro Circuit, Split Fire. That you know, although that's not a factory team, that was a pretty big team.
5: Um, you know, when I was, do you guys remember when I was number 179 with the Suzuki and I had this umbrella on and I had, I had a Suzuki bike. Oh um, yeah, yeah, on yeah. Okay. So, uh, Suzuki kind of, they would after, you know, between races and all that, they would come and see what, you know, cause my bike was running really good and it was just, I don't know if they would have problems with theirs or whatnot. They would come and talk to me and stuff like that, but nothing really, nothing, you know, major. Um, and with post circuit, I did. There was kind of an offer, but, you know, back then when my dad was kind of uh, the one, you know, you do this, he was my coach, my everything, right? My,
4: yeah. My rep and
5: all that. And so uh, I remember when I wrote for post record as a feeling rider, and I got, like, a, I did a fifth, and then in Utah, I went from, like, 15th to second, and then half the lap to go, I fell, and the bike fell on top of me, and then... So I did a pretty decent there and then Mitch told me that he goes, Hey, I can offer you a motor for the outdoors and you know, do as many as you can and I should have taken that because <laughs> I because I went to like this little privateer team and they was like, Oh, we'll pay you all your all the nationals, all your expenses, all this and that but the bike was like a bone stock bike and I mean, come on outdoors like
1: Right. Can't compete. And,
5: uh, exactly. And so I ended up I ended up calling, you know, throwing the towel like the five nationals to go I'm like man I can't do this I'm I'm done and so I was told that like, I said you're you're throwing your money away I'm sorry I can't do this like, we're well, not gonna we're not gonna make it but yeah but, but yeah um, you know uh, factory factory. you know approaches not, nothing nothing too big but I always wanted to watch for press Circuit. I even one of the uh, um, like those banquets I even asked Mitch in front of everyone I like, said hey Mitch you know my cousin Pedro reached ride for you. Yeah. you, know, you should, I said, let's keep it in the blood. You know, get me into your team. <laughs> and he had a laugh about it. So that's the good stuff. So, definitely, um, you know, I had some good moments for sure. I, absolutely. Speaking
0: of, what what is Pedro up to these days?
5: So Pedro owns his own team um, down in Mexico. He was uh, KTM. He's uh, the director of Motocross for KTM Mexico.
4: Oh, cool. And then him
5: and K- him and KTM parted ways. Um so he's got his own team going. He has like uh it's three families that he takes he takes care of the race bikes um uh, for for the for these kids. Um and so he does everything. He goes from he takes the bike for the races, he takes the mechanics. We're like it's like a little factory team where the kids, the parents they don't as much but just like, show up. Like, imagine a little factory team and pager takes of everything else. I'm talking about everything, the drinks, the food, everything, and, and they just show up and that's it. So oh, that's awesome. That's what, that's what he does. Yeah. And obviously, his, his shop, he sells um, from Mexico all the way down to South America. He sells all motocross products. Um, I know he's, he's a big fly rep. Um, I mean, big fly uh, um, distributor. Right. Uh, down Down that way. Um, but he sells I'm talking about I mean Anything you need In Loyal Cross We can get it for you For sure
1: Very cool yeah, that's Very awesome. cool Good that's for him awesome. Is he still Kind of uh, Like a crowd favorite Out there Is he still Pretty well worshipped Oh yeah And
5: he's still fast Oh I, I bet just, I'm telling you Like uh, you know One He was at uh, One of the races He he just went in For practice <laughs> at,
6: uh, He got into The
5: vet class Practice And you know, like he had the fastest lap out of the whole day, even for from the, from the pro guys. Right. And I said, and I said, dude, I said, you get in there? He goes, well, yeah, that's the problem. I can do it for a lap, but I don't know if I can do it, you know, 25 plus right. minutes in my, uh, so, but yeah, he still, you know, he still rides, uh, very, you know, he still has that smooth riding style, and, um, yeah, he's, he's, he, and he's very big. Everyone in Mexico, I mean, he's like Jeremy McGrath here in the States. Right. Pedro down there, like, I mean, who doesn't know Jeremy McGrath, right? Right.
1: That's awesome, though. That's that good is. Good for him because yeah, he was he was an amazing rider. I mean, and I guess all of you guys who make it to that level really never you're lose all, it. Yeah,
5: you're all amazing
0: yeah.
1: at
5: that level. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, that's what I say. Um, you know, I think everyone has the, the mentality that, you know, the, the dream of being the number one and, you know, just, uh definitely if you at least give it a try. It's, you know, that's uh that's a big uh it's a big step and you know, uh some people make it and obviously some just live the dream of being a pro guy and uh you know, and then we move on and yeah, you know, and uh and it's you know, it's just a great experience for sure. Absolutely. Well,
0: um Eric, I, I know you're probably a busy guy. We won't take any more of your time, but man, thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking us down memory lane, dude
5: man thank you guys you know it just definitely I always sometimes I kind of want to reminisce with people and then uh, you know there's, there's the industry that I'm in and I talk about motocross and they're like oh on uh, a dirt bike and I'm like yeah it's more than that guys so definitely I appreciate you guys' time um, definitely makes me think back of the good old times and a uh, great sport you know uh, uh, one thing and the most important thing I learned in motocross was Discipline in what you do, and that discipline that I put into motocross, I put into my everyday lifestyle, and and it works out, man. Some way, somehow, discipline is taking me, you know, all the
4: way. So definitely, yes, sir.
5: motocross is the number one sport.
0: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, Eric, again, thanks for your time, buddy. We appreciate
5: it. Hey, okay, you guys have a good night. Thanks again.
0: All right, Eric. Thank you. You as well.
5: All right, buddy. Bye. See
0: you, Eric Vallejo, ladies and gentlemen. And with that, we will do some more commercial stuff, please, people. Buy some shit from our sponsors. Keep this show going, if you call it a show.
1: Darkside here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936 828 one four seven two, or email char, C-H-A-R, at mxgirl.com, and that's mxgirl, G-U-R-L, and tell her Moto X-Pod sent you. You got the one snowman on, he's bound and down. Hey
0: guys, Muscle Mark here. I want to introduce you to my friends over at York Welding and Fab. From new construction, truck beds, barbecue grills, and anything else you can come up with, York Welding and Fab has you covered. With deep motocross roots and 20 plus years experience, York Welding and Fab is a brand you can put your trust in. Call Carl at 903-780-7369. That's 903-780-7369 and tell him Moto X Pod sent ya. Hey,
5: this is Paige Craig and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show.
0: All right, guys, welcome back again. Big shout out, Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas MX Girl Designs, Shock Socks, York Welding and Fab, the Professional Journey Racing. Coming up next, he is the owner of All Sport Dynamic. I'm sure you have seen the wrist braces that they make on a number of different uh professional motocross and supercross guys, Mr. Jeff Brewer. Jeff, what's up, buddy?
7: How are you guys doing this evening?
0: We're well. We are well. We well. just uh trying to grind out a show here and uh, talk about moto. It's all we really want to do.
7: Hey, I understand
0: that.
1: So Jeff, to get started, um, you know, obviously you make one of the elite wrist braces in, in sports period, but how did you get involved with making wrist braces? And were you, well, were you already involved with motocross or did that come after the brace got developed?
7: No, no, actually, uh I've kind of got a long history with motocross going back to, uh, whenever I was a kid, uh, I used to race back in the early seventies. That, that's awesome. And, I've uh, kind of been around the sport and always wanted to be involved in the sport. And, uh, I've raced a bunch of tracks around Texas and, you know, back whenever I was a kid. So I've just kind of had a long love for it. And, uh, my pro racing dreams kind of got shattered several years ago, but I always wanted to <laughs> hang around and be involved. Okay. Uh, actually, it all it all started with a uh, I broke my ankle while I was living in Dallas, and I went to some tracks up there and started showing around an ankle brace that I developed or made, and uh, that was kind of how it all got started.
1: Okay, so you you just were like an inventor, or did you? What were you involved in? How did you know to how to make a uh, ankle brace? Or
7: were you just really well, smart? I, <laughs> well, no, I broke broke my ankle, and uh, I knew that plastic would melt, so I went and uh, at the time I was I was young, I was you know, probably twenty three, twenty four, and and uh, uh, went to a plastics house, bought me some plastic, came home. Uh, drew me out a, a pattern on my ankle and melted, cut out the pattern, from the plastic, put it on my ankle, and made me a brace so I could get back to work that would fit into my boot. Wow! And then I started. Uh, yeah, it's kind of kind of a crazy little deal, but I started going around and I was showing it to uh, some riders. You guys may know back then. I was uh, Dennis Hawthorne was one of the first people yeah. I made one for, and. Uh, uh, Ricky Carmichael, I made him one back when he was on mini cycles, and uh, yeah, just kind of through the years, just kind of kept developing. And uh, in the mid nineties, I had uh, Mike Brown. Yeah, I'm sure you guys know Brownie. Oh
4: yeah, oh yeah. Oh, he, yeah.
7: he came to me, and he was wearing my ankle braces at the time, and and wanted uh, to know if I, he broke his wrist and asked me if I could make something for his wrist. I said, Well, I don't know. I can see. And I did and it worked and um after that I kinda of just sat on the shelf for a couple of years, then Michael Rocco. Oh yeah. Um, you guys may have heard of him too.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. We had one of his riders on earlier actually.
7: Did you?
1: Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, we had Jeremy but, Martin on a little bit ago. That's that's
7: a good group of guys. You for know. Sure. Uh I've worked with several of several of those riders through the years. You know, but yeah, it's just kind of how it all kind of got started.
0: Now the uh the the Rocco connection is that how you hooked up with Justin Barsha back several years ago?
7: No, that was totally uh that was just totally different. Uh the uh the Barsha deal was I was just watching the Supercross races on TV one weekend and I had been doing some work with uh, uh at that time it was the uh, Asterix – uh, mobile medical unit
4: mm-hmm. and
7: I'd been doing some work with them and had been giving them some of my uh, injection molded wrist braces and I just happened to be watching TV one weekend and Dustin and had one of them on and uh, uh, that next week I was jumping on a plane and headed <laughs> to Daytona and met with him and put a brace on him and he wound up Going almost directly straight to the line, wearing it. He didn't practice in it. Didn't do anything, you know. And, but that was kind of how all that got started.
0: Okay. Yeah, I remember. Uh, he he really gave that brace a lot of credit for helping him with his yeah. wrist problems. That you ended up winning that title, and that's, so that's awesome. Yep.
7: Yep. He won two titles wearing them, and and uh, which was that was pretty good, you know. And I've I've been fortunate enough to through the years, you know, of, uh, I've had the pleasure of working with several guys. Um, uh, you, know, you know, Travis Preston, I don't know if you guys probably remember him too. Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah. TP. Yeah, definitely.
7: But, uh, yeah, he was, he was wearing one of my ankle braces that I had custom made for him back years ago. And
4: okay.
7: not many, not many people knew about it, you know, but yeah, I've done, a, done work with a lot of different guys through the years.
1: Are you still doing ankle braces, or are you only doing wrist braces now? No, I
7: still do them. You okay. know, uh, I, I just, I've been really concentrating on the wrist because sure. there's never been, uh, there was nothing, whenever I first invented my ankle brace, there was like three braces on the market, and I showed it around to a few people, ended up having some companies. Kind of copy it and move forward with it. And whenever I uh, did my wrist brace, we kind of took a different path and and uh, you know jumped on it. And you know, just there wasn't there isn't that many people in the marketplace. You know, making uh, functional wrist brace right. devices. You know, and, uh, we've got our own uh, L codes to where insurance recognizes our product where you can get it um through your insurance or just you know pretty much anywhere
1: right yeah um but, you know i discovered you guys uh i guess it was the end of i think end of 06 or early 07 i i shattered my wrist it was the third time i would broke it and i was flipping through a trans world or some motocross magazine and at that time i think were you supplying the braces to cti
7: yep okay yep. i uh uh I was I would, I had done a, a private label deal with them to where I I was actually the manufacturer. I manufactured I manufactured every one of those uh CTI braces. Right. And oh uh, and and uh um, yep, just I,
1: Well yeah, I don't remember sure. if the ad I saw was a CTI ad or not, but I know it had you, I was driving from Tyler to Henderson Actually, I was on my way to Houston, and I saw that it said Nacogdoches as your home address, so I called up, and uh, your partner, uh, Gary, correct? Is your partner? Yep, yeah. yeah, Gary answered the phone. I said, hey, man, I'm going to be passing through. I'd like to see your place, and I think I'll buy a brace. And he showed me around, and I, yeah, I bought one of the off-the-shelf braces that day, and I still wear that exact same brace 10 years later.
7: Really? You know, it's funny, because uh, uh, this past week, we uh, received some braces that, had come in from a lady up in uh, Canada and these were back from 2003. Wow. And she sent a, she them in wanting to get new pads. Yep. that's And we could not believe that these things still look brand new.
1: <laughs> yeah. You I mean, guys actually just. Dirt. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
7: Go, no, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, you guys just sent me a new pad, a new inner liner or whatever, about probably two months ago. I called Gary and said, Hey man, mine, mine finally tore. And one of the, the strings had tore, you know, and the uh-huh. belt, And he sent me another one, and I'm still wearing it. So, yeah, it's. That's cool. So. Yeah, I, I love it. I won't ride. I need to get one for my right wrist, which I've never injured, but I honestly <laughs> never even noticed the fact that I'm wearing it. It does not affect yep. me at all.
7: Yeah, that's what, uh, uh, you know, we've got several riders right now that are wearing a pair of them every time that they ride and have been for six, seven years. Yeah. Uh, uh justin bogle's been wearing a pair of them probably for i don't know seven years right and savachi's uh, been running a pair of them for probably six six years now
1: and he just got him a win this know? weekend
7: yeah he did yeah he did the last couple weekends have been pretty good to him yes kind of a little bit crazy way of winning this past weekend but Hey. Win the win. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, <laughs> seven one is as good as a one uh, yeah. one. Some days
0: when uh, when it says overall yeah. winner, that's all that matters. So now, uh, Jeff, if so, if somebody has health insurance, they ha, you know they're covered under that, and they've got problems in their wrists, they can go through their doctor, their local doctor, and and, and get get these made.
7: Yeah, what we've got, we've got a, a section on our website where you can go and download the information. On how to get your prescription written, and and what people are doing is they're downloading that, and then going to their doctor and getting their prescription written, and then once you get that, then you can give us a call, and and Gary can get you set up. We're uh, one of the uh, Hanger O and P Orthotics and Prosthetics uh, preferred vendors, and they have like eight hundred uh, different locations. Set up throughout the nation, and what we do is, first of all, we'll try and get the doctor if he does any of the, the the measuring, billing, insurance, and that kind of thing. We we ask them first, but if they don't, then we'll we'll find the closest hanger in the, wherever they are, and Gary can look that up in a matter of minutes. Usually, get everything squared away the same day, you know have you set up to where you can go walk in, get your, uh, uh you know, you, you won't get your office visit the same day, but you can get everything set up and where you can get your appointment and everything.
1: Right. Yeah. That's really good. Cause know, so. that, that's a pretty good price savings as I recall. Cause I was talking to Gary, it's probably been two years now I, ago. I called him and I uh, was just thinking about getting one for the other wrist and at the time, I didn't really have. I was working for myself at that time, and I didn't have good insurance, so I just kind of blew it off. But yeah, I, th- I think I need to get in there yeah. and do that.
7: Well, what I mean, you know, a lot of times, and it and it all depends on your insurance. You know, we've had uh, some people's insurance without covering them a hundred percent, and then and then other folks they may have to pay a couple hundred bucks. You know, it just it just depends on sure. the individual's insurance plan. But, you know, I mean, it took us three years uh, to get that insurance billing code. I mean, we had to keep refiling and going through the centers of Medicaid and all of that. You know, we actually had someone uh, that traveled to Washington, D.C., and did a presentation in front of the the, the board really to show them, what, yeah, what we had and how it was different and how there wasn't anything on the market like it and all of that. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's gone into it that a lot of people don't really know, you know. But, uh, that's how we do it pretty much.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, what what other sports uh, are y'all involved
7: with with this? Oh, well, uh, you've probably seen my, my Instagram page. Yes. Uh, I've done some work with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, the Seattle Seahawks, uh, the, of course, the Cowboys, the Texans, quite a few different different folks, and and then uh, we've had several hockey teams uh, that we worked with, and uh, bull riders, you know, pretty much, you know, uh, firefighters.
1: Oh wow! Just cool.
7: You uh, police officers, uh, we've made braces for Marines, you know, just the whole a lot of different folks yeah you know
0: well speaking and, of, of bull riders that's that's the reason i need braces i've broken both of my arms down low basically almost onto the wrist one of them required uh uh corrective surgery fixation device thing you know pins things of that nature and i don't know why i haven't ever tried to do this before that's a little bit why i'm questioning you because i'm trying to figure out how to get in a set
7: <laughs> man i tell you what if you was riding uh, that's the one thing I never really got into. I did it one time, and that was enough. I got to realize that people had a brain. Yeah, <laughs> but
0: you only did it once. Motor- that means you're smart.
7: <laughs> yeah, does. Man, I, I figured that out real quick. That sucker, he could, he could turn around and- come back at you with a motorcycle that doesn't
0: have the brain you got you got the brain right you know? yeah well yeah absolutely
7: and uh they're all
0: rough sports and you know getting into my almost 40s now and the wrists are just a little stiffer than they used to be and they don't feel like i just don't feel like that the stability is there that it used to be and could really use the support you know
7: Oh well, you know you can also use those things i mean even jet skiing uh whatever you know water sports I mean, we've, we've had all different kinds of folks use these things, you know, uh, even recently we, we built a brace for a lady that was a polo player wow. up in Tennessee and we made her a custom brace. She had a compound fracture in her arm and, and, uh, the doctor wanted to make the brace come up all the way to her elbow. Oh wow. and So that, that's what we did. We made it to her elbow, which was, you know, really unique
4: yeah
7: and uh that's kind of one of the the interesting things about what we do is you know we see a lot of it's a lot of bad injuries and stuff but at the same time it's a lot of uh i guess gratification knowing that you're helping somebody at the same time you know
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, Jeff, do you ever get out to any of the local races anymore? Cuz you mentioned Dennis Hawthorne and we know Dennis. We've had oh, him on yeah. the show and um guys like Billy Whitley and uh yep, Yeah. I know Billy. Yeah, going yeah, to say
0: Billy lives down there by you, doesn't he? Yeah, he lives over in Luskin.
1: Yeah. So, do you ever get out to any of the local races anymore? Make your way to Swan? You no, know, I,
7: I haven't I haven't been in a while. But I need to get up there and see. I guess Trey's still running it. Oh huh? yeah, still
1: running it. Yeah, you should, you should come out to the Pro Challenge this year, like end of September. Yeah, I think.
0: for last weekend in September.
1: Yeah,
7: yeah, I'm gonna try and do that, man, because i hadn't I hadn't been up there in a while. But last time, or I mean, I remember one year I got a Brian uh, Deegan came yeah. down. Yep, and sh- showed up there. I mean, that might have been even one of the first times that Trey had that. You yeah. know.
1: Yeah, I. Wyndham used to come a lot and he's had Trey Kennard and Jimmy Albertson, Kyle, yeah. Kyle Cunningham, Robbie Raynard. Yeah, Raynard's won that thing a few yeah, times. Yeah, so it? yeah. I'll I'll text you yeah. like the week before and try to try to get you motivated to come out. Maybe we can Yeah, I'd
7: like to. Cool, cool. Well we'll yeah, do I'll, that and I'll Robbie's pretty cool out there, too. I guess you guys know him.
0: Huh? Oh, yeah. We've 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 interviewed him as well. He yeah. Rob Robbie's my hero. He's my absolute all-time <laughs> favorite writer of all time. Just <laughs> he's get, a
4: good dude.
0: Yeah, he is. And getting him on here, I was a little nervous to talk, but I'm glad we got <laughs> to talk to him.
4: So, Oh,
7: dude. Man, he's one of the most down-to-earth guys that yep. you could ever meet. Yeah. You know, he wore my ankle braces for years.
4: Yeah. Years.
7: Okay. He wore my, my ankles and... You know, the the rear braces now. I've been fortunate enough to work with a lot of different guys. You know, Adam
1: sansarello has been wearing
7: a pair of these things for the last two years.
1: Oh, well, you know I might I mean? have to get with you to get his contact info because he's somebody we don't, <laughs> we haven't talked to yet. Yeah, we don't know Adam. <laughs> so right, right. yeah, AC is yeah. somebody you, I would like to get a hold of. But have um, you had Bob Pickle. Uh, I I have his information and I've texted him a couple of times, but he hasn't responded. Yeah, yet. Yeah, I think him
0: being hurt right now, he's yeah. a little preoccupied. But um, the next
7: time I talk to him, I tell him that he should probably do it.
1: Yeah, do that, and I'll I'll, I'll text him uh, again soon because he actually wears X brand goggles, and I'm an X brand vendor, so that was kind of my connection oh, really? with him when so I you met know him. Rich? Oh what yeah, is? yes sir, I do know Rich.
7: <laughs> yeah, Rich is one of my one of, was one of my guinea pigs too back in the early days.
1: Oh, okay. Well, cool. I'll have to talk to him about that.
7: That's yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just about probably everybody that you know I've worked with at some point. Or it whether. sounds like it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I say, yeah.
0: Well, you're going to be our go-to from now on, <laughs> Right?
7: <Bob. laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, just, and I'm definitely – where are you guys located in college? Uh
0: Well, right now we're in Chandler, uh, which is, you know, a little west of Tyler. I actually live in Tyler. Jamie
5: lives in White Oak yeah. out by Longview. But,
1: I, I, I have an hour I drive every week. I got you. I got you. But, uh, yeah,
5: a lot, I was gonna say, I'll have to
7: stop in. If you guys ever down this way, come on back through.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think I may come see you soon. I'm going to hit my uh, doctor up and try to get them to give me a prescription so I can get one for my other wrist. Yeah, I'll be coming Who's with him on doctor? that. Jeez, um, my, my mind just went blank. Um, it's just my regular doctors who I'd go to first. Uh, uh-huh. Dr. Huffman is my regular doctor, and then I would have to see if he could do it. or. I'm, then I, if not, I'd have to go see Doctor Little. John is the one that's been doing my orthopedic stuff lately.
7: I got you. Yeah, I didn't know. I know that uh, Azalea is all over up there. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. I used to use uh, Doctor Carney. I can't remember the guy that fixed my leg. I, I, his name is eluding me right now. Yeah. But one of the two of those, I wouldn't even need a referral. I'm already in the deal, and they have my X-rays. So.
1: Well, Jeff, we really appreciate it. And I want to give out your sure, uh, your social media is at uh, wrist brace guy. Yep. And then the website is motocrosswristbrace.com. So you guys, if you're listening, um, even if you haven't had a wrist injury, it's just like a neck brace or a, chest protector or a helmet. It's preventative. I mean, these things are awesome. They keep your wrist from snapping back too far. So check these, check out Jeff's uh, product and order some wrist braces.
7: Yeah, well, I greatly appreciate you guys.
0: Yes, sir. We appreciate your time, bud. Yeah,
7: well, y'all take care.
0: You too, Jeff. Thanks again, buddy. Thank you, Jeff Brewer. All Sport Dynamics. The wrist brace guy. Wow, that's uh, dude. I'm doing that. I'm for sure doing that. Yeah. My wrists are jacked from that. Both, both, both. Where I broke them, especially this one. That's what these scars on my arms are right, from. Right, right anyways tj what's up with that sound drop for the new segment we got coming up
2: oh with a sound drop for the new segment uh yeah hold on let me see if i can drop get that in stuff. there we're, wait, we're wait. starting a new segment
0: called locals only we did a little bit of that last week and uh that's what we're going to we're going to talk about it, not just something specifically local to us but local local racing local racing issues things that apply to that so that, that'll I be like a, it it'll be a fun segment for you guys and uh we're going to try to try to start a movement here to to get racing where it should be to make racing great again. Locals only, man. Get out of here. Go back to the valley, kook. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, this is the locals only segment of this shitty show. Does that mean
1: people that aren't local can't listen?
0: Yes. They should listen. (laughs) No, no, no. When we we mean local, guys, we mean local as in local, local racing, local moto. It's not just specific to our area. Uh, we're going to cover topics that we think probably if, that everybody's affected by. You know, we, we started last week. We got into a little bit of the the racing, the cost of racing, how much, you know, you got to sit around at a track. Uh, why it keeps a lot of guys, yours truly, like me, I don't go because I don't want to sit the fuck around all day, pardon my language, at, at a track and ride for 20
2: minutes total. Well, we went to Johnsonville. It was $25 to get in. Yep. And we... I, we rode
0: till we were done.
2: Till, uh, God bless, we rode. Yeah. I, I, like, like, to the point to where I literally couldn't... Because I hadn't rode in so long. Mm-hmm. I could not move around for, like, two days. My back couldn't bend. No, my <laughs> back hurt. Me too. And because I overrode, because I haven't mm-hmm. rode so long. But that never would have happened at a, tra- at a race. I would have... Because I have been doing that lately. I'll go out. I'll hit a race. You do your two 15 minutes. But Sorry. that was last week.
0: Yeah, man. So, yeah, I'm just now recovering from the No, I'm kidding. But, uh nah, man, I just think uh, it's a little bit – we're going to reiterate a little bit more what we talked about, but what do we got to do to fix this? Like, what are we going to do?
2: Well, I mean, well, what, what we have been doing, I got a call from Lucky today before the show started, and I'm going to call him tomorrow. Uh, Russell Hobbs owns Lucky, owns Lucky Landing. Yeah. Russell owns Buffalo mm-hmm. Creek. Guys, if you're listening and you're not around here, talk to your local tracks. Let them know – that there is a way to have these races that are affordable and and find one track to do it, I guarantee you. We got one here. We've talked about it before. Burleson, they do that. Other tracks see how much turnout they have. We'll
1: explain what it is they're doing for people okay. that don't know.
2: People that don't don't know, at Burleson you go to race, it's ten bucks to get in, same price as it is anywhere you show up and they have about 15 classes they don't have 50 50 classes they have 150 class they have a 65 class they have an 85 class mm-hmm. and then they have a couple big bike classes like i said it winds up being around 15 classes on average there's not 40 mini bike classes exactly right, right. and the the um it costs like i said to 10 bucks to get in it's 20 dollars for your first class and $10 for your second class. That's
1: already, the first class is already cheaper than most $15 tracks.
2: $15 cheaper than everybody else. Yeah. yeah. And then it's $10 for your second class or however many classes you can get into right. after that. And normally, let's be honest, there's normally only about two classes you can get in. But still, and then they go out, they do big bike practice all the way down to the little bikes. And then they do another big bike practice. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they run two practices through. And then they go straight to racing. It's not a bunch of you know, hullabaloo to get to the race. they go straight to the racing and you're done with your 15 motos. You, and usually you wind up getting two practices, four motos, because you ride two classes and yeah. it costs you what? $40 to come in and
4: race. Well,
0: not to mention, and we're not trying to take money out of the, out of the track, out of the, the track owner's hands. But at the same time, what well, well, if you're getting light turnouts, Sounds like yeah. the money's been taken out of your hand
2: already. That's and true. Let's try a new approach. And and the fact that the racing happens so quickly, you are out of there by 2 o'clock almost right. always. So the track owners aren't spending as much on water. Uh-huh. They're not spending as much on f- time for flaggers to be there because it happens so much quicker.
0: Well, I'll tell you this, too. It's not even so much what it costs to race <laughs> as much as it is how many damn classes I got to sit through. Dude, yeah. Let's do beginner, novice, expert uh, of every bike and yeah. be done. Like, yeah. do we have to have... Uh, Schoolboy one, school whatever the hell, you yeah. know what I'm saying. Do I'm kind of
1: partial to the vet classes
0: personally. Well, no, that's, but, well no, that's that that should that, that should fall in at the same time though. Have one open vet
4: class yeah. instead of yeah. four different vet classes. And you know the what I'm and a BC, the problem BC.
2: is, is that you have so many guys who don't want to. Don't want to do that because they don't. They're like, well, I'm a C rider. I don't want to have to ride with the B guys and yeah. this and that. And guys, but the whole point is not Who about cares? going. Out, like the trophies at Burdison are the little cheap tiny plaques they give all the all the fifty kids. They give them trophy. Everybody gets one. Right, well, they, right. I think they trophy just the top five. You know what I'm saying? And it's a little tiny plaque out there. And it's, you're, but you're not there racing to win. You're there to race. If that makes any sense. They don't even pick my
0: plaque up ever.
1: I don't care about. Yeah. things. Uh, and I'm a trophy whore. Sorry. Yeah. I get
2: my I get my plaques usually unless I hadn't been riding in a while. Usually it would just be first place. If I ain't in first place, I'm not going down. I've ahead. been known to throw
0: anything <laughs> okay. that's not first place out the window on the yeah. way home. Yeah, and I'm just. Yeah. yeah.
2: But. And I go get them now at some of these tracks, not naming any names, because they charge so much, I'm going to make sure they give me my money, and then I'll go throw it away at the, at the house. <laughs> yeah, 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 I hear you. I hear you. No, I hear yeah. you. I just I want to see the local scene get back to where it is. I want yeah, it was
0: encourage you guys you don't have to go buy a brand new 450 now i yeah. want now if you do i want you to go to broadway power sports because they got three different kinds you can get they have two other dealerships that sell other oems as hondas, well yeah, hondas yeah exactly. I, I want you guys to go if you're going to buy a new one that's where we need to go but if, if not dude, go i have a 96 cr250 the bike is 21 years old i have more fun on that thing than i did on my 13 honda 450 i just sold yeah and it was a good bike but i couldn't wait to get rid of it yeah. So what? You're not gonna be Jeremy McGrath. You're not gonna be Ricky Carmichael. Go get you a dirt bike. Go find you some gear. Dream crusher.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Sorry. Well, if you're 42 and you're just starting out, it's over for you, bud. You know, you don't got to have the best bike in the world.
1: No, I'm sitting my bikes down. I'm going home. Yes. Jamie, Jamie. Jamie. Jamie's. Over there. I was planning on winning the world championship next year.
2: At the Vet World?
1: No, no, a World Championship. Oh, World Championship. Yeah, yes. well, sorry, well, buddy. I, I was going to go after Kyrola next year.
4: Yeah. Well, man. also,
2: I don't know if y'all heard too. We uh, lost a track this week. Um, the compound, which is on the oh, other yeah, side yeah. of Fort Worth, their neighbors. They had about, I don't know, from what I understand, about ten or twelve neighbors go together. They went to the judge. Supposed and I don't know. So I'm. I, yeah, they, supposedly, I heard that story too. They, yeah. Well, the owner of the track said they did some lying to the judge, and the judge pulled an injunction on them didn't put didn't put it in front of court didn't do any of the things like that mm-hmm. and and the uh, people at the compound you know they they love moto and that's what they want to do they're their income was the track. They're not making any money. It, the lawyer that they talked to said it will take like six months to battle it, and they can't make it six right. months without the track, and so they're selling that's everything. That's the second time
0: something that I, uh, that's close to me, you know, some, oh, a track in this. I remember, it happened over in Montalba, too. To well, that's a about. different issue. It was the same
2: thing, though. Well, what happened with Montalba was the guy had a bunch of money and kept taking him to court. And it no, wasn't, I know. it yeah. wasn't costing the guys at Montalba all that much money. He just kept doing it over and over again. And then that guy realized he wasn't going to beat. No, um, he bought, He ended up buying them out, yes. them out.
0: But I think at one point they were throwing their hands up like, screw it. You know, I remember talking to the guy. Yeah. And uh, – it uh, and that's and that sucks. I mean that was that was going to be a good deal.
4: Yeah, that I was a great see, track. It, it, I it, love it, that track. Oh, I
0: did too. But you just you got to know, man. If you are going to have neighbors, that's another yeah. thing too. How much more races is more noise? Yeah, sure. you know what I am saying. And and I hate to say it, I hate to be the old guy, but the damn two strokes are not as loud as the four strokes. As far as far as how much that sound carries, carries and
2: how deep it reaches into a house. No,
0: absolutely. Yeah. And I am not saying that that's the cure. In my opinion, electric bikes are the cure. But. uh, You know, in the long run. Because you can put a track in the middle of town with those things, and it's not bothering
4: anybody.
2: Hey, we've got an Alta dealer in Texas, um, TJ Cycles in Austin. Austin. And I cannot – I think I tagged you all in that. Yeah, yeah. As soon as they do a ride day, if if I'm off – or if I have any chance, I'm going there. Yeah, I want to ride one. I want to sign up. For I wonder that too. if that
1: is. I bet it is. That's that Derek Wedding's buddy's place because he was talking about his buddy was going to be a, the the only Alta dealer.
0: That that has got to be him.
1: Yeah, I think off top my head. Well, but. I think
0: Derek knows everybody. Yeah, that's
1: true. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but no, man. I, uh, I think we can get him on though if it's the guy because Derek wants to give me his information. So we'll find yeah, we'll out. talk to him
2: because that seems like it'd be awesome. We can we can even promote the ride day on the show. Yeah come out there he has to have it when i'm on days off though that's all i gotta say we're not promoting nothing
0: (laughs) you don't even have to you don't even have to let me go ride it i'll sign up and buy one now yeah well i mean obviously not right now but i'm just saying i wouldn't have to ride it i've read enough about the motorcycle that that's that'd be a great bike
2: i was on vital man i wish i remember the guy's name or screen name on vital he posted up a race that they did it was more like a cross-country race the way it described and he was just like how much he loved the bike and how good it is and and maybe it's not going to be the perfect you know, I think we'll look back at these, and they'll be like the early four strokes where they kept blowing right. up. These will have their own issues. Yeah. But, man, I, I really want one. No, I do, too. I do, too.
1: Kiefer tested and approved. It's got to be good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I, I hear you. The main thing is, too, is, guys, you got to start showing up yeah. at the races. And I've got to be one of those guys that's going to have my – got to go, too. Yeah, You know, like, I haven't been going in the last five years, probably. I just basically just stopped racing when my kid was born. Right. And yeah. You,
1: you've bailed on me a couple times. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, no, it won't be the last time. It won't be the last time, I can promise. Yeah, I know, man. Sometimes I just get off but, work on Friday and I have no energy. Yeah. I'm done. Well, you
1: yeah, know, talking about what we were a minute ago, I, it's probably been ten years since I've ran more than one class. Mm-hmm. Because – 40 bucks or whatever i mean that's it's
2: 35 a class yeah. everywhere you go now that's when i still when
0: that. i still had my business and i was making really really good money yeah i raced two or three classes every time i showed up yeah now if i show up at all and race one class that's
2: something i you still know? only race one class i don't know why i've always have done that even when i could afford more i just want to focus on that one class but that's not the point you're saying it was just mm. just for the, the fun of racing but Anyways, also, we've got a bunch of local kids. I don't know if everybody's paying attention to uh, Racer TV. They're live streaming the video of Loretta's. uh, Loretta's. Mm -hmm. And uh, Zane Merritt won the 450, the very first moto of the week. Uh, Zane Merritt pulled off the win, so that was awesome. Mm -hmm. See somebody we know get get a moto win right off the bat. A lot of the underground kids. What class was that again? That was the two fifty B maybe? Oh wow I, I don't remember it was two fifty or four fifty B. I mean he's two fifty B? That's yeah. legit. Yeah. Dude. Um he I can't remember I'll have to look up the deal but yeah he he's a B rider and like I said he, he did good. It looked like um a Stockton Steinball. He won one of his motos already and got that out of the way. I mean we have a lot of local kids well that, if
0: Merritt's not on a team he will be.
2: Yeah Merritt yeah. does get support and yeah. then um Mashburn is is had a really had a really good moto too so a lot of our local guys that we have living around here have um, put together some good racing so yeah for
0: yeah. sure man for sure And we still got
2: what four more days of racing yeah, left right, three right. more days or whatever it's the four more days yeah
0: yeah definitely i tell you what man it uh it's time to get out and go i just, I, I really wish hope i see you guys at the races more yeah. everybody listening you know
1: we know it's expensive and it's it's gonna tough it's gonna take the riders and the, the track's coming together, and you can't bitch at the track and be an asshole to the track because they're not going to want to do anything. Yeah, we're sorry that if the
0: track is not prepped to your specific speci- yeah. specifications.
2: Shut the hell up. Just have fun and ride your bike. We just have bike. to get
1: along, and, and it's got to be a – we have to all be on the same page for it to work.
2: Mm-hmm. Hey, I'll give a lot of our local riders a bunch of props. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Badlands had a race. And he got one load of water on the track right before the races started. And then the drive shaft literally broke and fell out of his water truck. Oh, wow. Dead on the ground. And the track turned to absolute dusty. So you want to be a track owner, huh? And, dude, like, I heard hardly anybody. I heard a couple people that were like, oh, it's dusty. But nobody was, like, just... I figured everybody's going to be like, "Oh, this just sucks," and this and that. But I got to give our local guys a lot of props. They were they, there
0: to ride their dirt bike. They were there. You know, they yeah.
2: understood, and they weren't bagging on on Garth too bad. And Garth did everything he could to try to make it work for everybody. But uh, yeah, big shout out to everybody because there was a huge turnout. There was it's a night race on Saturday night, and there was like three hundred something people there. It was ridiculous. That's awesome. Plus right. all plus all the spectators. So yeah, yeah that's not, awesome. Not getting complaints out of that is amazing.
1: Right. Right. No doubt. Well, hey, that's is that all you got, Mark? Man, what that's all I really got. You
2: it?
0: guys got anything else? I mean,
1: Nope, nope. I'm ready to get some food in me. Yeah, yeah, and you done ate all I'm my pizza. I'm ready to get some damn sleep. Man, I ate two pieces of your pizza. ate well,
2: all of my pizza.
1: Okay, ah, uh, yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> I didn't even like your pizza.
2: Mark brought it, so we're gonna blame him.
0: Oh, well, it's not my idea to go to Little Caesars, but whatever. I, I have standards, but when I'm hungry, I lose the standards. We know TJ does yeah.
1: it. I
2: do not have standards. I, I, uh, well, my standard is price.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it's his, his standard is price. It's price. Yeah, fuck quality. quality.
2: Yeah. Well, let, let's go, I mean, if they sold dog
0: shit cheap enough, he might be interested. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Flavor
2: it just right. There's yeah. that possibility, you know. Right.
1: So. A little uh, Tony Sacherese.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm in, actually. um, <laughs> Tony Tony Sacherese is actually pretty good on pretty much anything so right
0: to be right. that's a southern
2: boy thing that's yeah.
0: it that's it well, Hey guys again big thank you broadway power sports tyler texas mx Girl designs give char a call get some graphics i'm doing the same right now No yep. jamie's are being yep. made um me too yeah, yeah for sure york Spend welding your and,
1: money on our sponsors so they I've got, will stick around
0: i've got uh, some foot peg issues on my bike so i'm gonna take them to york welding and fab and go. get it fixed up here pretty quick and uh I mean, dude, shock socks. What can we say? I need a pair. I need another set. Mine are roached, so it's about time to get a set. Maybe work on that. But uh, guys, big thank you to everybody. Jamie, TJ. Yep. Moto X Pod Show. See you See next you guys. week.
4: Next week. Yeah.